Welcome to the Sunday Morning Shakedown. Whether you're a longtime member of Logan Sport Church or you're simply looking to go a little bit deeper into our Sunday morning message, the Sunday Morning Shakedown is here to enrich your faith journey. Join us every week. We dive a little deeper into the Sunday messages, providing you with the tools to apply this message to your everyday walk. Stay tuned. The journey begins now. Welcome to the Sunday Morning Shakedown. Well, welcome to the Sunday Morning Shakedown. This is going to feel a little bit different today. It's going to be, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Show. <laughs> hey, that's okay. But, you but know, we'll you figure I, it out. Well, you and I like to get together and talk about the Word of God anyway. So yes. this is a chance for us just to do that. Kind of do just that, yeah. We have 100,000 friends around listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All 100,000 of you. Precisely. No, so we just wrapped up the uh, the series called Connect, which was uh, which was fantastic. It was a great series. It really was. I, you know, I, I, I can't believe that I've taught that book for so many years and never brought it to church. Yeah. Sometimes my um, my teaching doesn't intersect with church, and this is just one of those moments where I'm so glad the Lord yeah. made this happen, because I think we came so much. But I don't know how you feel, but leaving a sermon series and going into a new one, mm-hmm. there's always a little bit of fear and trepidation, especially when something was so good. <laughs> it's like, okay, can but we see, uh, have another good one? This one this one feels a little bit different, because we're, we're kind of, you know... S- doing the proverbial swinging from one vine to the next. So like yes. this next series was born out of the previous series. So I feel like it's going to be just a, a natural progression. Yeah, we, we were, you know, we we're talking about the, the importance of servanthood, of, of people that have this spiritual temperament of wanting to serve. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I made this statement. It was kind of a bold statement on a Sunday morning yes. um, that said, COVID is over and it's time for us to get back to serving the Lord. And yeah. um, there was almost this... You know, the air and the, the oxygen in the sanctuary disappeared. <gasps> you know, everybody's like, yeah, well, you know, and and I, I know proverbially that COVID's not over. You know, I was just at the hospital this week with someone sure. and there's there's lots of COVID going on. But yet some of the results of COVID mm-hmm. has become a very inward selfishness yes. of making sure I'm taking care of me. Yeah. And that's the part of COVID being over that I'm seeing. Right. There comes a moment we need to start saying, hey. There's work to be done for the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. and I can't uh, just spend my life hibernating. I need to do right. something for the Lord. And the thing is, you know, you can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. No, we need we need the people around us in this church to to help bring this forward, make it go. And and you're not even just the people in this church, but I'm, th- I'm thinking about just in the world in general. Sure, um, this world needs to get back to caring for each other. Yeah. and that that's how you know how do you ever feel good about just the fact of caring for yourself? Um, you know, at the end of the day, when you've just taken care of yourself, there's not this looking back over your day and saying, ah, I did a great job of caring for myself today. You know, when you get to the end of the day and you've cared for other people, it's like, you know what, this was a, this was a good day. I've done something good for an individual or done something good for the church or done something good for the Lord. You know, I I think that there's a sense of accomplishment Mm -hmm. that brings joy and peace when we've actually done something for the kingdom of God. Especially when you have that mindset of I'm going to do this to serve Jesus. Yes. You know, when you have that mindset, that's when you have that sense of, of, uh, like you said, it just, it feels good. Yeah, it know? does feel good. And not, not every, not every time that I help somebody or serve somebody, do I have a thought in my head and say, Oh, I did this for the Lord. Right. Um, and I know Matthew chapter 25 talks about that idea that, yes. you know, it's, there's just this sense that when somebody's hungry and I feed them, I fed Jesus. When somebody's mm-hmm. thirsty and give them a drink, I gave Jesus a drink. I, I, and maybe I'm just not spiritual enough sometimes, but I just don't, I just don't go around thinking, Oh, look, I just went and saw Jesus in prison today. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, we do know there is this reality when we've done this for the least of someone else. Right. We've also done it for the Lord. 
Mm-hmm. And there's also the, uh, you know, the fact that you're you're being obedient mm-hmm. to your to what you're being called to do as a Christian. Yeah, you know, there's that too. Yeah. So that's uh, that leads us into this series. We're calling it wholeheartedly because yes. uh, in the book of Ephesians, Paul writes, "Serve wholeheartedly." As if you were serving the Lord, not people, mm-hmm. right? Which goes into what we were just talking about. It does serve wholeheartedly. Well, so let, let, let's go a little. Let's go a little deeper for sure. just a minute in All this right. this text because you you sent me this idea and I, I mean, I'm driving down the road, um, saw the text. This is a great idea. Love wholeheartedly. What a great yes. word right. to entitle a sermon series. And then I had to get back and start looking. And um, you know, there are a lot of translations of the Bible, mm-hmm. and those translations. The Bible is translated in a variety of ways. Some right. some translations are like word for word. Some translations are thought for thought. Some translations are idea for idea. Um, and and if you open up the front of your Bible and you look at the preface, you will see how they translated your Bible. So NIV kind of has this thought for thought kind yeah. of process. So what what they've done in the translation of the NIV is they want you to understand the intent of what's being said there. And so when they're translating this passage of scripture and they use the word wholeheartedly, they're trying to find a word, you know, back in the 80s and 90s that would help us to understand something in the Greek that was written 2,000 years ago. Right. And the translators get together and say, yes, serving wholeheartedly. That's what this passage is talking about. Right. And yet the word wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. um, it's not found exactly like that in Greek translations. Okay. And so if you're looking at your Bible today and you're saying, hang on, mine doesn't say wholeheartedly, where's that word at in there? They're using an idea behind the word service. When when it talks about serving the Lord, that's where that is coming from. It's the question of how do we go about serving the Lord? That's where the root of the issue um, lies. Mm -hmm. Not just just in serving, but how do we go? So you can say you're serving, but the question is, how are you serving? Are you serving because you have to? Are you serving because you're forced to? Are you serving because you want to? And in your service, how... How gracious are you in that service? And so the NIV translators are saying, how do we help them to capture the spirit of what's being said? So I just looked it up real quick, and the ESV Mm -hmm. uses goodwill. Yes. The King James Version says goodwill. Mm -hmm. So you're right. The NIV decided to use wholeheartedly. Right. So... Right. And so and all of them are doing the exact same thing. I, I don't want you to think that one of them is trying to deceive us. None of them are. Right. Um, and yet when you see the word service, if you go back to the original Greek language, um, there's going to be three different Greek words that they could use there. Um, and one of the Greek words that they could use there is a word for forced, okay. a word that means to be forced to serve. And, and it... Um, it's not like, it's like a slavery. It's like slavery in America. You know, it's that kind of term. Okay. Now, there's Greek slavery, which is altogether different. We're talking about slavery in America at this moment. Right. Um, those people were forced to do something that they did not want to do. Okay. Um, and that's not the Greek word that's being used here. Okay. Another Greek word that could be used in this se- section is to work for hire, to be hired to do it. Okay. Um, which is, you know, it's like if you had a job for a, a non-for-profit, and part of your job as a non-for-profit is to have a food pantry that you take care of every day. Okay. And you do that. You do that work. Mm-hmm. You enjoy doing that work. But yet you're being paid yeah. to do that work. Yeah. That's not the word okay. for service that's being used here. All right. Another option for this word that's being for service here is literally a minister. 
Um, Dikonos is the word in Greek. It's a pastoral term. Okay. So pastors yeah. serve. That's yes. just part of our job, right? right. You know, um, and sometimes paid, sometimes not paid. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny. I got a guy that I run around town every once in a while, and he goes, "Well, you get paid to do this." And I'm like, "No, dude, I don't nope. get paid to do this. <laughs> this is not part of my paid job. This is because I care about you." Yes. You know, but in his head, he's thinking, "I'm a minister. I have a salary, so right. I, I'm this getting part paid. Of the job, yeah. It's part of the job." Yeah. Um, so all of that stuff is is out there, but yet there's this other word. It's called doulos, okay. doulos in the Greek. Um, and it's to serve as, as wholeheartedly as you can. It's okay. to serve with the energy and the power that you have available to you. It's, it's almost a word that says, I love somebody else so much that I want to do something good for them. That's, okay. where, that's where they get the idea of wholeheartedly at. Okay. Is that, so, so wholeheartedly is coming in this text on the heels of a couple other passages of Scripture, though, right? Right. We're, we're, we're actually coming to the end of a section that begins clear back in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, where it says, serve one another out of reverence for Christ. Serve one another mm -hmm. out of reverence for Christ. Same word, doulos in the Greek, that same word that says you, you should want to do this. You should long to do this. You should aspire. You're not being paid right. to love your spouse. You're not being forced to love your spouse. You're not a pastor, so you're required to love your spouse. There right. should be something in your heart that moves you in this direction. Mm -hmm. And not to do it grudgingly, right. not to do it under compulsion, but to do it freely because you care. So that, um, that, that brings us into this series, which we're, we're doing based on, on serving. And we're looking at serving, wholeheartedly serving each other. So like a one-on-one -on -one right. sort of thing, like mm -hmm. you just mentioned. Um, serving the community. Mm -hmm. so, so really, in, in, my, in my view, that's the walls. And we think of things in terms of a church because that's where we are. Mm -hmm. But I, in, in my mind, that's outside the walls of the church. How do we, how do we serve the community at large? How do we find these, these groups that need your help? The, the, the talents and gifts that you have, how can you serve those people and bring Jesus to them, mm -hmm. right? And then we have, how do you serve the actual church? You know, how do you, how do you serve the church? Right. So we're looking at those three different, those three different areas. And I think it's a, it's a great way to think about the idea of service, to, to say, okay, so I, first I've got I've to ask myself, how do I serve those that, that I'm close to? Yeah. Um, how do I serve the, the, those that I'm friends with? Mm -hmm. And am I doing a good job of serving people like that? Right. And then, and then to say, well, hang on, you know, I, I go to this church, and there's an old hymn that um, we used to sing all the time as I was a kid. You notice we say brother and sister around here. It's because we're a family, and these folks are so dear. Um, I know it sounds a little cheesy in <laughs> this day and age, but yet those words are interesting. When we yeah. go to my grandma and grandpa's church, um, they were pilgrim holiness growing up, and literally they called everybody brother and sister. Yes. And so... It's, it's like an extension of my family, right? And so when I started thinking about serving inside the church, it's an extension of serving my family. And I was excited this last week, and we started a new widow's ministry here at the Logan Sport Congregation. Yep. And all these ladies got these beautiful baskets filled with Thanksgiving cheer. Um, and to see the joy of receiving, and then for them to feel like, well, you know, I, I'm supposed to be the one helping. I'm supposed to be the one giving. No, 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 no. 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 This is our chance right. to say thank you for all that you've done for us for all of these years. Um, it's an extended family. Those are those are like grandmas to my kids. Yeah. yeah um, those are family members. They've been around right. here so long. And that that's like the second piece is to say, okay, what do I do in the walls of this family? Mm -hmm. But then there's this world around us. Yeah. And how do we show Christ to the world? Mm -hmm. And we do it through service. Um, 
I wonder if the church sometimes has thought that the answer to a broken world is to preach at them. Yes. And really the answer to a broken world is to serve them as Christ served. Mm-hmm. When they start seeing us serve, maybe maybe that'll open up their ears then to be able to hear a message from us. I I, I thought about the uh, the idea that we talked about last week about moving Radiator Springs closer to the interstate. Mm-hmm. You know, is that a way we can do that by going and serving the community and giving the love of Jesus in places that maybe wouldn't normally get it? Yeah. You know and, what I mean? Yeah, and I, th- I think that um, there's there's uh, we live in a world that so needs to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And how better to feel loved by than doing something for someone? Right. There's, I don't know how about you, but I'm going to get a lot of stuff at Christmas this year. Yes. You know, how much of that stuff do we really need? How much of that stuff do we really want? That's not really what it's about, though, is it? It's right. a way to show love. That's yeah. That was the intent. My family will get me things um, is a way to show love. I'm buying my children things is a way to show them that I love them. Um, it's just serving is that opportunity to show love. And I think it's important when we do when we do series like these, at least from from my church experience, we're not trying to guilt people in to like <laughs> doing a thing, right? You know, hey, we need people to teach a Sunday school class. We need VBS volunteers. We need door greeters. You know, that that's not the intent mm-hmm. at all. No, it's not. It, is it the front of our mind? Is it the forefront of our mind? That's the question. Yeah. You know, we live in a world that's busy. We live in a world where where husbands and wives are both working. We we have children and they're in 23 activities and we're going through life and life is busy and we get we get in a routine. I don't know about you, but I get in a routine. Yeah. It's kind of like I know what to do. This. I, I forgot to take my blood pressure spill this morning because I got out of my routine. Yes. You get out of your yes. routine just a half a step yes. and it changes everything, everything about is your off day, right? Yeah. Everything. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, I didn't brush my teeth. Well, why didn't I brush my teeth? Well, I got up 15 minutes late. Well, what did that yeah. cause? Well, you know, right. it, just one thing leads to another. Right. So in the middle of this life that we kind of have a routine built into, mm-hmm. how do we, you and I as pastors, create a moment where you kind of go, hang on a second, maybe my routine's missing something, mm-hmm. or maybe I've gotten out of a routine because of COVID, because of what happened in the church, you know, three years ago, maybe I've gotten out of a routine that I need to get back into. Um, so that's what these series are about. You know, we, we, we just provide information for people to be able to think, have I missed something? Am I missing something? And maybe, maybe I've forgotten something that I used to be doing. Have you ever been called to serve in a capacity that was completely outside your comfort zone? Oh my gosh. Completely outside what you are, you know, what you're good at doing, what you're comfortable doing. And God's like, I want you to go do this. Oh, so many times. I I think it's part of pastoral training, right? Is to get stuck into places that you're like, "Uh uh-uh, that is not me. That is not (laughs) my personality type. It doesn't match what I want to do. You know, um, I, I have children's and youth ministers because that's not my giftedness. Right. You know, I don't, I, it's, I, I love children and mm-hmm. I love young adults that are yes. in high school yeah. and young college people just don't make me work with them. And sure. it's for their good too, right. <laughs> you know, not just for my, my mental state, it's for their good as well. But yeah, how many times I taught Sunday school class for little kids, how many mm-hmm. times I was involved in youth group and going, this is just not me. I just did it. I just did it. But you never know when you're going to do something and actually be good at it. I remember the first time I got called to serve on a leadership team in a congregation. Yeah. And man, I went into that with fear and trepidation. I had no idea. I'd never served in that kind of a capacity before. Right. And I found out that I was actually, I actually enjoy meetings. I actually enjoy getting together hmm. in, in that. Some people dread the idea of having a, you know, a two hour leadership team meeting. For me, I go in there charged up because we're yeah. going to change something and the world's going to get changed because of it. Right. It just could be that you'll never know what you really want to do mm-hmm. until you're put into a position where you might not like it 
and then turn out you do like it. I think I think also that that you will I, I think when when God puts you in those positions of when you're doing something you're not comfortable doing, you will feel him move more than, oh. than any other time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he he's brought you into this space that you're not comfortable doing, but he will mm-hmm. guide you through it and lead you through it, and you'll feel him like never before. Right. Uh, and, and you probably get that like if you're gonna say you're gonna serve on some kind of a retreat weekend and you're just this is all new to me. You know, I've never I've never talked haven't given a talk in front of people before. Right. I've never led music, I've always just sang in the shower. And then you get asked to do something that's just outside of that comfort and then God shows up in that moment. Yeah. And you're like, Wow, I, I can actually do something that I didn't know that I could do. And then when and, you have someone go up to you and say, Wow, that hit. That what you those words you said that it yes and it's like oh okay now I see why I'm here uh-huh. but yeah. you don't get that if you don't step out of the exactly comfort zone you know for me it was uh, I was asked to do a prison ministry and mm. like not I mean like a, a hardcore you know mm-hmm. like prison and mm-hmm. uh, I remember trying to make an excuse to not <laughs> 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 well I got this going on I have I have and it's like God was like no you don't no you don't mm-hmm. no, you don't you're doing this you're doing mm-hmm. this. And it was, you know, like we would go into this prison and mm-hmm. it, was, it was super intense. I'm mm-hmm. so glad I did it. I think, I think God wants to bring us to a point where we find out what our sweet spot is. But let's just be honest. I don't think most of us have experienced enough levels of ministry to find out what our sweet spot is quite yet. Right. We, we may know what we would like to do. But then knowing exactly what it is that God wants us to do at this moment in time, um, not everybody is, is there yet. And so sometimes it's that experiencing new things that causes us then to find out what our sweet spot is. A number of years ago, I, after you know, I had served the Lord for 20 plus years, um, and I really felt the Lord calling me to find a personal mission statement. Mm. What, what, is, what, do I, what am I best at doing? Yeah. And after, after wrestling for months, um, I came up with this to, ed, you know, to um, educate, equip, and empower God's people to live out biblical principles in their daily lives. And like, okay, they're educate, equip, and empower. That's what I do. Educate, yep. equip, and empower. So now, now at this stage of ministry, if I'm not educating, equipping, or empowering, I say no. Mm. It's just like I can immediately so begin every, to everything rule gets out. filtered through that. Everything in my life gets filtered through that. Right. And so if you come up to me and you ask me to do something that is totally outside of that, I can say no almost instantaneously. If it doesn't fit that criteria. If it doesn't fit that criteria. Because because I walked through a hundred different ministry activities, right? It, it wasn't. It wasn't like that came early on in ministry. Right. It came right. after a lot of work, a lot yes. of trial and error, a lot of trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Because there does come a moment, wholeheartedly, where you want to give yourself wholeheartedly. You want to give yourself wholeheartedly to what you're best at. Yes. Not yeah. what you're worst at, right. or not what you have to do. I think mm-hmm. wholehearted service comes out of. I can wholeheartedly teach. I can do that all day long. Right. I, I I love to find myself in those kind of positions. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say today, if you're listening to this broadcast, um, if you've not tried 25 different ways of service, mm-hmm. you probably don't know what that sweet spot is yet. Right. And so that's why we want to encourage you to maybe try something new, step out and do something different, because you might find fulfillment there like you never had before. Which that was my next, my next, I guess, question is that what do you, what do you tell someone? And I think that's it. What do you tell someone when they're <laughs> like, well, how does being a door greeter serve the kingdom. Well, it absolutely does. Oh my gosh, it does. Right? I mean, yes. it absolutely does. I mean, if you um, if you don't know that, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've seen the most surprising people that were so good at mm-hmm. engaging new guests in a church that you yeah. would never think, but they were able to step outside and, and be that person. Mm-hmm. And they're some of the most welcoming people that you have. Mm-hmm. You'd never guess it. One of the men at our church was standing outside the front door on Sunday at church this weekend. And it was cold out. It was the first day it was cold out. Mm-hmm. He was out there, had his gloves on, had his coat on. He's opening up the door for people so they don't have to grab a cold door handle. 
Now, you, you might think, that, that is, does that mean a whole lot? Grab a cold door handle. <laughs> it means more than what you it know. It means a lot. Exactly. Yeah. And so he was, he was serving the kingdom of God in a powerful way. My guess is that that might be remembered more than the message on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, it, it could be that person that hands a welcome packet to somebody that's new mm-hmm. um, and says, we are so glad that we have you here today. Or we've got a couple in the church that once in a while, when they're here, they'll go and sit by a new family yep. and just introduce themselves and talk to them about the church a little bit, mm-hmm. answer questions. I, I don't really think that the average person comes back because they heard a great sermon. You can hear a great sermon in lots of places in Logansport, Indiana. Sure. It's the service that's rendered. Right. Before. Um, I, I heard a number of years ago, I don't remember where the source came from, um, that most people will decide whether they're coming back before the pastor ever gets to the preaching. Oh, 100%. I, I just so believe that. 100%. And and that's the thing is that you get busy on Sundays. I get busy on oh Sundays. Gosh, we, yeah. can't, we can't talk to everybody. We can't engage with everybody. Mm-hmm. But people like that couple you were talking about, they are so vital to the health of a church. Yeah. Yeah, and and some people take it for granted, right? Right. There, I, I believe in our congregation. I believe in the congregations in Logansport. There are a number of people that could fulfill that exact same responsibility. Yeah. Um, they just have never thought about it. They never thought, oh, you know what? I I don't have to sit in the same seat on Sunday morning. You know what? I I do like to talk to people. I could actually sure. find a new family and just help them to feel comfortable. Uh, there are people right now that are kind of going, I, I never once crossed my mind. Why? Because the routine of your life never puts you in this position. But mm-hmm. now, but now the Holy Spirit is opening your eyes. Um, or some guy that wants to stand up with a coat on and front, open the front door up, never thought that. Never thought about somebody's cold hand. Think about God love our widow ladies in the church. Yeah. You don't want those old frail hands grabbing that door handle. Right. You want to do that for them because they are special in the kingdom right. of God. Right. Um, those are all small acts of service that mm-hmm. make such a huge difference. And I'm even thinking of, you know, not just the people stuff, but even on, on a technical side, someone that's up running sound at the board. You know, if oh, yeah. if, if the sound isn't right in in the mm-hmm. sanctuary, then it takes you out of that moment because mm-hmm. something's off, you know, something's too loud, not loud enough. And mm-hmm. You know, and so if you have a good ear for that kind of thing, then mm-hmm. you're helping other people worship. Or you're in an '80s rock band, you know, and you yeah. love playing your guitar, or you liked your drum set, and then right. to realize, hang on, I can do that for the kingdom of God. You yeah. know, I'm just saying, yeah, we played for Satan long enough. Let's play for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guy that was his. That was that's the reason he plays. You know, I mean, it's it's exactly. fantastic. You know, yeah. he's for too long. He said for too long I was using this gift. Not for the Lord. It's time to use it for the Lord. And that's, and then, that's why I play, too. I mean, yeah, because I have the gift. I might as well use it. Well, even how about those parents that are have got little bitty children, and you know, every day, all week long, they're taking care of those little kids, mm-hmm. and then to have one hour a week yeah. that they can come to church and they can sit in the sanctuary and not worry about that little baby crying and not worry about changing a diaper... Um, and not worry about rocking it to sleep, but they yeah. can set and listen, and they can worship, and they can mm-hmm. talk to their friends. Um, that's part of why two services. You know, we, we've talked about building onto the church. We we have two services on Sunday, um, one so we can serve in one service, and then we can worship in another service. Right. Um, you know, we have this saying that says, "You know, worship one, work one." Yeah. Um, and yeah. everybody should think in their heads, okay, how can I come to church one sun, one service on Sunday morning yeah. and receive something, and then on another service, give something? <laughs> because there's always things to give. It takes about 50 people on an average Sunday morning to make church work. Yeah. Um, and we probably could use another 50 to make it work well. Absolutely. Right? Um, so what would happen if we just decided, I'm going to take that 9.30 to noon block of time on Sunday morning. I'm just going to devote that time to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, you could... You could accomplish a lot for the kingdom, and you could also receive a lot for the kingdom. One hundred percent. If you yeah. would just set that side of time, absolutely. So, yeah. 
So that's where we're going to be the next few weeks, uh, dealing with this idea of service. And I'm excited for it. And I'm, I'm excited because it, I feel like we're approaching it in a very, um, in a very different way yeah. than I, I've really kind of heard before. And, um, this whole idea of, of, of what you pointed out earlier of, of serving, you know, wholeheartedly because, mm-hmm. because of what Christ did for us. Mm. And it's such a, such a, a great way of thinking about it. Yeah. Such a great mindset. What did have. Jesus do for us? Yeah. You know, what was the extent of his service yeah. to us? Have you ever thought that God could have, he could have paid for our sins in a different way? Mm. Just requires a sacrificial death, right? right? Just requires a sacrificial death. Um, they literally, this sounds gruesome, I'm sorry, this, they literally could have beheaded Jesus. Yeah. And he would have bled. Yeah. You know, that it, it could have been very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Yet, in God's great love for us, he shows us the full extent of his love. That's what John tells us. Right. John 13, the full extent, the full extent. of his love. And we need to feel that so we can, so somebody else can feel that through us. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, uh, let's pray it out, and we'll uh, go from here. Father God, thank you for this um, this moment, just to recognize the full extent of your love. You gave you gave it all for us, Lord God. You gave it all for us. You gave up your life in a, an extreme way, serving us so we could have the privilege of serving others. And I just pray, Lord God, as we spend these next three weeks um, with this congregation, thinking about service, I pray, Lord, for those that are not a part of the Logansport congregation that are still listening to these broadcasts, that they can find ways in their own church, Lord, that they can be the hands and feet of Jesus. May they serve wholeheartedly, um, not under compulsion. May they give freely because you gave freely to them. And I pray, Father, that when we, um, we're on the other side of the sermon series, that we see that your hand is allowing us to be you to those people in need. We love you so much, Jesus. Thank you for loving us first. It's in your name we pray. Amen. This has been the Sunday Morning Shakedown. We'll catch you again next week. As always, visit logansportchurch.org slash podcast for more.